Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Schaap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. By MinnowsPlus.com. From baits to waiters, if it helps you catch a fish, they have it. And now, from the Short Grass, here is your host, Trey Shap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am Trey Shap. Hope you've been able to get out and play a little bit of golf this summer. I want to give a shout out and congratulations to Fayetteville native Luke Long. The Houston Cougar has signed with the University of Arkansas as a graduate transfer. And so Razorback head coach Brad McMakin is getting someone from right there in Fayetteville. He attended Fayetteville High School. Luke Long, a past ASGA champion, is going to be a graduate student and play golf for the Arkansas Razorbacks. For all of you golfers out there that love to fish, love to get outside, just be outdoors, go to MinnowsPlus.com. Minnows Plus is now a proud partner with Frog Togs. That's right frog togs outerwear you can find it at minnowsplus.com we're back after this stay with us this is thomas blackman with blackman auctions me sponsoring a golf show is great irony i've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years i don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker i like it but i'm really bad you listen to this show and to trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards i know auctions like trey knows golf i've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years i know auctions trey knows golf Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not trade. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman auctions. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at MinnowsPlus.com. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. On the tee via Zoom is 2021 ASGA Junior Boys Champion Thomas Curry. Thomas, congratulations. Tell me about that first round 67. That's impressive to come out of the gate just firing and making some birdies. Yes, sir. Well, started the round off with three birdies in a row um, and then just made six bars coming in the rest of the nine and um, made par on 10 and got a two quick birdies on 11 and 12 and then just like parred out from there didn't make any bogey just had a really really solid round so a bogey free first round that had to have you feeling pretty good yes sir i was really really confident going into the day and i mean luckily enough played pretty well today and got it done did you know where you stood after your front nine when you shot three under so the guys i played with they were uh Two back to the lead and three. And, you know, I was just trying to play a match against them and, you know, just hoping that nobody else out there just went crazy, crazy low. But uh, that's, why, that's why, that was my mindset going into today and 
And luckily enough, I got I beat them both. So let's go through your final round. 72 even part a day. Walk me through it. Obviously, you had to have some nerves when you got on the first tee. So yesterday, like I said, I'd start out with three birdies. You know, I was I was really, really confident going in those first couple holes. And you know, today I started off with another birdie. Um, you know, just it made me excited and ready to take on the day after that. Um, made a good par number two and then took advantage of the par five number uh, third. Made birdie there. Played okay. The next couple of holes made par, and then I made a bogey, but then got it back with the birdie on the I think number six, the par three, and then number seven I made a really really sloppy bogey, and then I had a three putt on number eight, and then I lipped out for birdie on nine. You know I didn't finish it very strong, but I just tried to stay patient, and stay uh, you know calm and confident on the back nine, and then uh, number ten, you know it's kind of a weird hole it has this creek that's rolling through the middle of it and you can either lay back or just bomb it over. And, you know, I'm not the longest hitter. So I, I kind of, you know, decided to lay back. I don't know what happened. I guess the adrenaline was pumping or something. I hit one, you know, the, for the practice round and the round yesterday at a uh, four hybrid off the tee and laid up to me just perfect. And today, I mean, it took probably four bounces and then went hopped to the water, you know, it just kind of shocked me to be honest. I, like I said, I, I try to stay calm and then, you know, made bogey from there. And then I just told myself on 11 fairway, just, you know, be patient. You know, that, that run's going to come. Made par on 11 and then hit a really, really good drive on 12 and then stuck it to about four feet and tapped in for eagle on 12. Wow. And then uh, on 13, lift or burn the edge for birdie. And then 14, same thing happened on 10. I hit just this, I mean, bomb, I guess you'd say, uh, of a drive and hit it in this uh, really, really high grass next to the hazard and just had to pitch out sideways and then knocked on and uh, ended up making bogey and then part out. Uh, I mean, like, I, mean, I was really, really proud of myself after number 10, you know, just staying patient and, and just got the job done. What does it mean when I say, Thomas, you are the 21 state amateur in the state of Arkansas? It's awesome because, you know, I mean, all those kids or all the kids – that play this week, there's some really, really good players, um, you know, and to, to be able to go out and play really, really solid and, you know, to be, to win the thing is, is really, really special to me. Have you looked at that trophy and the names that are on that trophy and now yours is going to be up there with those? There's a whole bunch of guys really um, on there from Hannah, you know, where I'm from, uh, just like, like you said, it's a whole bunch of really, really good players. And, you know, to be a part of that now is, it's, it's truly special. What's one of the names on there that you look at and you go, wow, I'm on there with him? <laughs> well, um, there's a uh, guy, actually my neighbor, his name is Mike Craven. I think I saw, I can't remember what year it, uh, it said he won, but uh, he played on the tour for, I think, a couple years. And, you know, I mean, I mean, didn't do anything crazy, but, I mean, you know, to be, make it on the PGA Tour is something special. So uh, he's on there. Um, Garrett May. One of my really good friends. He played it four years at Baylor. Uh, I think he was a second team All American, and uh, he now he's playing the uh, Latin America Tour. And uh, if he plays, actually, if he plays well in the next two events, he's going to be fully exempt for uh, second stage of Q School. So I mean, you know, just a, like I, like you said, and I said, just a whole bunch of really really good players on there. What's next for you? What are you going to do the rest of the summer? The high school team is leaving Saturday to go play at Pinehurst for the uh, national high school event. And that's going to be the 28th through the 30th. And then I come back for a couple of days and then I play in the 
uh, USM qualifier in Hot Springs Village. And then I think I'm going to – and a uh, AJG um, – Paint Stewart, uh, Bass Pro Shop, Paint Stewart, something like that, in uh, Missouri. So – and then I don't, really don't have much else planned in July, but I'm going to play in the Cotton States Tournament. And I think the uh, – notab- or sorry, no, this is the Cotton States Tournament so far. I think I have planned in August. You got a pretty full schedule there. What about uh, the future? Play golf in college? Where Where are you yes, looking sir. at going? Uh, you know, I just want to go somewhere. To be honest with you, that's going to you know help my game for the next forty or however many years I'm in college. Uh, you know, just to get better. You know, try to get me ready for that. I guess you'd say professional lifestyle. Um, you know, because that's that's the goal. I, w- I want to make it on the PGA Tour. You know, I just want to be want to be one of the really really good player out there as well. So yeah, just really anywhere that's going to help my golf game. Well, Thomas, congratulations on winning and uh, being named now. You are, you're not named, you are the 2021 <laughs> uh, Arkansas Junior Amateur Champion. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate it. Thank you for letting me on. Grace Kilcrease, the 2021 Arkansas State Golf Association Junior Girls Champion. She shot 77 in round one, but then came from behind with a final round three under par 69 to win by two at Shadow Valley last week. She is going to play her collegiate golf at Tulsa. She joins us via Zoom. On the tee is Grace Kilcrease. Grace, congratulations on your win at Shadow Valley. How was it? Well, thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed playing Shadow Valley Country Club. I actually have a lot of history there. Um, freshman year of high school, we had the state tournament there. I shot, um, I think I shot 84-104, you know, first year playing golf. Um, I've played in some other junior tournaments out there. Last year, I won a, an event, and I shot 72-73 there. So coming into this tournament, you know, I did feel a lot of pressure and um, but I knew I really liked this course and it kind of suited my game well in a way we played it at a shorter yardage a little bit. Um, so I had to be really dialed in with my shorter irons. So coming to the event, I was feeling pretty confident about my game. Um, I've been playing pretty well this summer. When you go out and obviously, the 77 you shot in the first round, not what you had intended. What was the mindset going into the final round then? And, and you knew that Emerson Doyle shot a 70, uh, even part 72. What's your mindset going into that final round? Well, I just told myself I've been in this position before, you know, um, being two shots or I have not, never been five shots out of the lead before. Um, you know, you can't really think about that, though. You can't think about, oh, my gosh, I'm five shots out. You just got to focus. Again, it's so simple. One shot at a time, the shot in front of you. Keep pushing and just always believe in yourself and your game. And that's what I tried to do the whole day today. What was working for you in that final round when you shot 69? Well, I would say my putting was really good. I, I didn't have any three putts, and I made – um, a couple birdies and I made an eagle. Um, I still did have some lip outs though. Um, and my iron game was much better with wedges and good tee shots. So kind of everything. You are going to be a senior in Springdale, but you have already committed to the University of Tulsa. What 
made you decide that Tulsa is where you want to go to school and continue your education and also play golf? Yes. So there were many deciding factors going into that. Um, one, I really like the campus. Um, it's smaller and that's kind of what I was looking for. And, you know, for golf, um, I love, love, love the coaches, um, coach young and coach Tapman. Um, they just, they've recently just been able to start watching me play with all the recruiting and stuff being over. So it's been really fun. And, you know, I, all the teammates there, everyone's just so welcoming. And the courses they get to practice at are unmatched, um, play the basically the best courses in the world. I just chose Tulsa because I thought it'd be the right fit for me and my like personality and my golf game. And I know that Coach Young and Coach Tapman can help me improve my game to the next level to win um, a Division One title as a team. When you found out today that you had done enough you were the champion. What went through your mind? I honestly, like, didn't know. I mean, me and Madison, Holmes were tied, it felt like, most of the day. And on 18, I had to get up and down for par. And I made a six-footer for par. And then, like, I looked back at my mom, and she gave me a thumbs up. So I was like, okay, I think I did it. <laughs> what was that feeling like? It was pretty unreal because – you know, I did have a lot of belief in myself, but mentally, like, it's just so hard coming from five shots down. So I was honestly kind of numb at first. Like, I didn't really feel anything. And now I think it's, like, actually sinking in. Like, I can't believe I actually did that. So what's next this summer, obviously? I mean, you might try to become the junior match play champion as well in the state? Yeah, we'll see about that um, with my schedule. I – I'm going to Maryland to play in the um, USGA Girls Championship. Um, I'm going to play in some other AJGA tournaments. Um, and I will do a more ASGA, um, possibly the match play. I will have to look at my schedule to see if I'm doing that, but we'll see. Well, Grace, congratulations on your win. I know how difficult it is to win a golf tournament. You've put in the hard work. And it's paid off. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Tyler Reynolds was the number three seed at the Men's Match Play Championships held at Lost Springs Golf and Athletic Club in Rogers a couple of weeks ago. On the tee via Zoom, here is Tyler Reynolds. What does that mean to be an ASGA champion? Well, this one, it, it's tough. They're always tough. It's even when you're three up with five holes to go, you find a way to make it hard on yourself. Um and it's it's never really over until you till you walk off the last hole and you've won. It's uh it's just it's it's stressful. It's fun though. Let's go back to your first match against Jack Lindsay and uh, anybody that that knows the Lindsay name and and that was a Lindsay property that you were playing at Lost Springs Golf and Athletic Club. You're a member there as well. So what was that first match like against Jack? I heard Jack was was pretty long. Obviously, he's a pretty good athlete, you know, being a former quarterback at the University of Arkansas. Probably the nicest guy I've ever played golf with. Won the first seven holes, then he won uh, eight, nine, and ten. Then I won the last three to close him out. But really good athlete. Probably the nicest guy I've ever played golf with. Super nice. You won the first seven holes? I did, yeah. Take us through those holes. <laughs> I, I, what what happened with that? Well, I, you know, it's it's my home course, and it's – 
just made a lot of birdies. That's that's what you got to do in match play. Do you think playing on your home course gave you an advantage? Kind of. So usually my course, it's usually plays kind of soft and slow, and we just haven't had any rain in so long that, you know, the fairways were firm and fast. I mean, you played it. It was kind of hard to keep the ball in the fairway. If you had any kind of draw on it, it was, you know, the ball was bouncing 10 feet in the air. And if you didn't hit it really straight, it wasn't going to stay in the fairway. And I, that's not what we're used to out there. And you get a lot of spit on the greens and they were kind of releasing this week. So, I mean, yeah, I kind of knew where to hit the ball, but also you get a lot of balances that you weren't used to. You knew your quarterfinal match would be a tough one, no matter who you were going to face. When you saw the bracket, Ben Davis or Josh McNulty, <laughs> Yeah, I definitely uh, went and watched the end of that match as soon as I could. Good friends with Josh and Ben, but I mean, me and Ben, we went out to eat right after that. We were really excited about it, and I had to get him back. I mean, we played two years ago at Revsman, and it's really hard to play a match, play a match against one of your really good friends because you want to you want to win, but you're just not used to trying to beat somebody that's you're, you're good friends with. And I definitely definitely made it a little easy on him last time not that he didn't play good but I told myself I can't let that happen again I'm I gotta I gotta stay focused and so so I did and he didn't have his best day he definitely could have played better he's a great player but that was a fun match all right you beat Ben five and four in the quarterfinals and that gets you into the semifinals against Thomas DePriest that was a good match because in the Momo Classic, he made a bomb to win in a playoff that I was in. So I definitely – Saturday was a pretty good day for uh, redemption for me with, with getting to play Ben and trade to Priest. And then, obviously, that gets you to the championship match against Derek Smith, Father's Day Sunday. Your dad was in the cart with mm -hmm. you. I'm sure that was pretty special. Yeah, that was really cool. He didn't tell me he was coming. I was on the second hole, and I just hit my tee shot, and I kind of look around, <laughs> and I see him walking over. I had no idea he was coming with Derek. A lot of people don't know Derek. Derek Caddy's on the PJ Tour. Derek played college golf. He played professional golf for a while. Easily, probably – I would say top two amateur golfers in the state. He's really, really good. I don't know what the scorecard said, but when I added it up, I think we birdied like six of the first nine holes and then maybe three or four holes on the back nine before the match was over on 15 or 16. Yeah, that had to have been something. The fact that it was just back and forth and everybody making birdies. I mean, that's, that's the goal in match play, obviously, is to make a lot of birdies. And you made quite a few over the week. You know, in, in match play, putting is so important. And my putter definitely let, let me down this past week. But somehow I just I, – I feel like I hardly ever made a bogey, you know. Um, even though I didn't make a lot of birdie putts that I should have made, I never really put myself in trouble and uh, made it hard on anybody to beat me, which is kind of what you got to do. You kind of got to let the other person beat themselves and not beat yourself. Tyler, you're a former Little Rock golfer. What did it mean to you being an alumnus of – Little Rock and the golf program to see them have success this year and reach the NCAA championships. That was so huge. I don't, obviously making it to the national championship is huge. Um, I was literally almost in tears for those guys when I saw, I'll be honest, I, I was followed in on golf stat and with a few holes left, I probably like maybe six or seven holes left. I was like, well, that sucks. They, you know, they're not going to make it. And then I see on Facebook later that they made it. I look back at the scorecard and see what they, uh, they did the last few holes. I mean, that's incredible. That's, I mean, that's uh, out of a movie right there. That's you just almost can't make that kind of thing up to be that far back. And, you know, I mean, you, you kind of expect, okay, you know, you, you get to regionals. That's great. And then, you fall a little short. Okay. That's kind of your expectations, but to, 
to not give up like that, that's that's just something that credit goes to Jake Carrington for putting that kind of belief and perseverance in those guys to to never give up like that. That's that's crazy. That's awesome. You have won player of the year in the state of Arkansas. You lead the points race now after winning the match play. What would it mean to you to win another player of the year? Yeah, that'd be great. I, I, it's going to be really tough for anybody to catch me. I have a, a first and a second this year. And then obviously winning one of the state championships kind of puts you in the driver's seat. I mean, it's if I play well at the Momo Classic and um, at the State Am at Pleasant Valley, it's somebody's going to have to. I don't know how somebody's going to beat me. Somebody's going to have to win everything and hope I <laughs> hope I break a leg or something because I'm still going to play and still going to play in a lot of stuff. So I definitely made it hard on somebody else to catch me. You have a place for the Roy Wood Trophy. It is sitting in my living room. I, I'm sure you've seen it. It's huge. I don't really have. <laughs> I don't know where to put it. It's it's huge. I definitely enjoy looking at all the great names that have that have uh, won it before. Wes. Wes obviously is on there quite a bit. Kind of neat to look on uh, that trophy and see all of the great names, and now you're on there with those. That means a lot, I'm sure. Yeah, that's definitely cool to be to be right next to him. I don't know who will win it after me. Hopefully I get it on there a few more times, but um, no, it's pretty cool just to um, hate that he didn't get to play. I mean, that that sucks to, you know, you win it back-to-back years and you don't get to play in it your third year, but I'm sure that uh, I'm sure he'll be back the next year trying to, trying to win it back from me. There's no doubt about that. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Congratulations again on winning the ASGA Men's Match Play Championship. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. Me sponsoring a golf show is great irony. I've been a phenomenally bad golfer for 30 years. I don't know the difference between a penalty area and a bunker. I like it, but I'm really bad. You listen to this show and to Trey because he's a great golfer and knows the game backwards and forwards. I know auctions like Trey knows golf. I've been a professional auctioneer for 30 years. I know auctions. Trey knows golf. Listen to the correct expert. Call me to learn about auctions, not Trey. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Minnows Plus is your local source for live bait and live well supplies. They carry the entire line of SureLife products, everything from better bait and finer shiner to no ammonia products to keep your bait and your catch thriving till you get back to the dock. They are the best source for all your private land ponds. Minnows Plus has fish food and pond fertilizer to keep your pond healthy and thriving all year long. If you own or run a bait and tackle shop and need to resupply, contact Minnows Plus and ask about their wholesale prices. Open to the public and walk-ins are welcome. Find them on the web at MinnowsPlus.com. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. I want you to go to BlackmanAuctions.com. August the 5th, 9 a.m., 1,800-acre real estate and equipment auction in Dazark, Arkansas. You can find more information about that auction at BlackmanAuctions.com. On the tee is our rules expert, PGA Master Professional, Adam Carney. Adam, I'm signed up for a tournament. I'm going to play and I get to the first tee and I'm handed a scorecard Mm -hmm. that I'm going to give to someone else and take theirs. Uh, one of my competitors, and I'm also given a rule sheet, whole mm-hmm. location sheet. Mm-hmm. What's the scenario on reading the rule sheet? Do I have to read everything? Well, if you want to know what the conditions of the competition are, the answer is yes. You know, it's fair to assume that if you show up for a competition um, that USGA rules are going to apply. Um, but, you know, we have or we had an appendix to the rule book where we had – all kinds of what we call quote unquote local rules or conditions of competitions, which are additional rules that can be added um, or subtracted. Um, and so that, that, that information is what we call a notice to competitors. Um, and that information can change in the middle of a competition as well. For example, you know, we have a lot of rain. We're going to play lift, clean and place today. 
Um, but day three, we're bone dry. We're fine. We're going to give you a notice to competitors that say, hey, you know, we're no longer playing lift, clean, and place under this rule. Now we're going back and applying, you know, playing the ball as it lies. Um, it's funny. Um, I think I've talked on previous podcasts how players really don't know, you know, the rules. Some of them do have a fairly good grasp because they've been playing golf for a long time. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, the basics, they're really, really good. Um, I, I think about this because I, I, I've been I, – as, as I wrote these things throughout my entire career, I mean, I mean, some of the first ones I did were absolutely horrible, but the ones I, I did towards the end of my career and I still send to people to use – are, are very, very involved. Um, and it's just because you, you, you want to have it on paper so you can, you have backup and you say, look, I, it says it right here. Yeah. And when the player comes to you and says, well, I didn't read it. Well, too bad. It's your own I, fault. I mean, okay. But, but on the rule sheet, there are obviously, if there are local rules mm-hmm. that are going to be in play, you have that. Um, mm-hmm. Is the one ball rule in effect? Correct. That can be on there, which that means you have to play – the yep. same ball with the same markings from the time you tee off to the time the putts hold on 18. Correct. Um, it's not just you only have one ball no, to play. It, yeah, you have the same – you have to play the same make model. So And then also on there is procedures for in the event of a, a playoff. Correct. Here's what we're going to do. How are we going to decide ties? Yeah. And that's really, really important, um, especially at the club level. Um, so if there are club professionals or people that – that run tournaments, um, you really need to have that on there. Um, even if you're going to do, you know, card matching where you're going to basically do a scorecard playoff. Well, how are you going to do that? I mean, you know, typically, um, a lot of people just go to the number one handicap hole and just go by handicap hole back until we break the tie. Um, the USGA's method at one time was, Hey, we're going to take the total score of the back nine. And if we're still tied, we're going to use the last six. If we're still tied, we're going to use the last three. If we're still tied, we're going to use the last hole. And if they're still tied, then we're going to flip a coin. And that was, you know, but they didn't say flip a coin. The, the terminology mm-hmm. was determined by lot, which, you know, obviously that's part of the RNA sure. putting in their verbiage. But um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a huge one. I, and I, anyone that's listening to this, I would tell you, if if you are conducting competitions and you are doing a notice to competitors, you probably know to add those local conditions on there. But it's very very important that you uh, determine on there how you're going to break ties. Um, if you're going to have a playoff, what holes you're going to play, what order they're going to be in, those need to be on the rule sheet because if they're not, you as a as a as a club professional. I mean, what if what if one of your buddies or better customers in the golf shops in that playoff and you know hey, he doesn't play 18 very well, so we're going to go to number one and start. You know, Now all of a sudden you're going to be looked at favoritism. So you, you, you get that in black and white uh, from the word go. Um, I, I, I look at you know just having been, having worked some, some what now are now Corn Ferry Tour events and, and, a couple, and some PGA championships. I remember 05 on Thursday. Um, it was a 1 in 10 start um, at Baltusrol that year. Um, so I was on number one, and every single player uh, got that notice to competitors, handed it to the caddy, caddy took it, put it in the bag. And so they look at it and say, hey, we'll reference it later if we need to. One player in 2005 literally took the time to read the entire thing before he handed it to his caddy. Any guess who that player was? I'm going to say it was probably one of the players that was – playing pretty well at that time 
He was. It was Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods read every single word, even looked over at his caddy. Stevie. It was Stevie at the time and said, hey, we need to note this right here. I mean, just, and maybe it speaks to, you know, how meticulous Tiger Woods is as a player that, you know, he actually, only player I saw take the time to actually read through everything. He is our guru when it comes to the rules of golf. He'll be here every week on From the Short Grass. If you've got a question for him, uh, a rule situation that you need help with, email us, fromtheshortgrass at gmail.com. That will do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. Don't forget, in a couple of weeks, the Mall Mail Classic at Mall Mail Country Club, July 16th, 17th, and 18th. You can still enter that event. The Randy Beaver Jr. at Rolling Hills Country Club is July 13th and 14th. And don't forget, the British Open is coming up July 15th, 16th, 17th, and 18th. The last major of the season is almost here. I leave you with this golf quote from Ben Hogan. The most important shot in golf is the next one. I hope your next shot is a great one. Stay cool. Stay hydrated on the course and remember to repair your ball marks and a couple of others. And I hope to see you from the short grass. You've been listening to from the short grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf from the short grass is brought to you by minnowsplus.com from baits to waiters. If it helps you catch a fish, they have it and Blackman auctions for over 80 years. Better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.